Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing Brad um, here tonight to share his story. Um, And I pray that as he speaks um, his words, Lord, um, that you help us all um, maybe find something to relate to um, and bring back into our own lives so that we too can live lives um, that adore you. In your name, amen. So yeah, if you didn't know before, I'm Bradley Osmus. My middle name's Clifford. Oh, big red dog. Yeah, that's me. Okay, so I'm 22 years old. I'm kind of loud. I try to be funny. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I love to be serious. I love to have great conversations. I love to be myself, which is really weird. Several things. First, I'm going to be honest. It's going to get deep. Uh, Another thing, just so you guys know, I'm going to start off by saying God's love is so great for you guys. He loves you so much. He cares so much about you. God's grace, love, and mercy for you is literally legend. So I have two siblings. Um, (laughs) My brother is 33 years old. My sister is 32 years old. And I said I'm 22 years old. 11, 10-year gap difference. Um, There's three reasons why I'm, like, not technically supposed to be here right now. Uh, One is because my mom had her tubes tied. What that means is no babies. My mother got pregnant with me, so obviously it didn't work properly. Number two, the doctor that she went to then said, the baby's not going to be good. It's going to be deformed. We should abort it. It's planned for Monday. You're good to go. My mom's like, heck no. Went to a different hospital. And they're like, baby's fine. Third reason, my birthday should be in January, but I was born in the middle of December because they're like, something's wrong, induced labor, umbilical cord wrapped around the neck. Uh, Not pretty, but I am here before you today. It's all a miracle from God. So moving forward, um, grade school was great because I had a graduating class of 15 to which I went to high school with a graduating class of around 850-something. For a little, small Christian boy going from a little parochial Christian school to a very large secular school, it was (laughs) devastating for me personally. In high school, um, I was introduced to pornography, swearing, uh, a lot more lying, a lot more two-facedness. I became somebody that... (laughs) By senior year, I did not recognize as myself. So much so that I was also taking a class, doing so hard, so much work. I was trying my best, and I was failing. And so it came to this one day where I'm like, you know what, screw this, I'm gonna end my life. Oh wait, didn't end my life, obviously. God helped me through that. I went and got counseling, I went and got help, Uh, told my parents about it, learned I have depression. (laughs) Ha, cool, good to know. Um, moving forward, about a month after that, I had one friend from tra- oh, one, f- one friend from uh, choir. He ended up committing suicide, and two weeks after that, a friend from swimming committed suicide. So that was then into my summer of, well, now I go to college. What is going on? I'm angry with God. I'm confused. There's so much pain. I, I really don't know what's going on. 
And so I go to Concordia St. Paul, which honestly for me, the greatest thing that could have happened to me because I was introduced to Shelly, to PT, Pastor Tom, uh, <laughs> my homeboy, Ben Meyer, and so many great people that just helped me, helped me to understand like, hey, they would sit down and listen to me. They sat down <laughs> and heard the pain and they directed me to God, which is like not where I wanted to be right away, but it was definitely where I needed to be. And there was so much pain that was just released through that, through talking. Um, and a little bit of that pain, uh, you know, I'm just going to read from Psalms because it seems like it kind of flows. You'll know what I mean. It's Psalm 51. You probably felt like this before. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot up my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak and justify when you judge. Um, yeah, we feel like there's a lot of stuff that's just heavy in our hearts. So I'm going to go even deeper in saying um, life got great, junior year, some heavy stuff, but, you know, went on internship. Single greatest fantastic thing that happened in my life, single most hard thing I've ever dealt with in my life. Because on internship, I was alone in the place that I resided. I went home to an empty place where there wasn't any friends that I could be like, I'll go to the dormitory next to me. Oh, wait, I'm an adult. And, yeah, yeah. If you don't know me, I'm a very social person. I love people. I love interacting. I love helping. And <laughs> when it came to being at this internship, um, I just spent so much time reflecting on my own failures and depression anxiety got to me. That's where I learned I had anxiety. So I was doing my schoolwork, but I, my whole life I've been told I really suck at writing. So I did the work. I just didn't submit it. And, um, you know, I just, I felt like I was feeling my friends back here. I felt like, you know, I wasn't living up to the expectations my parents had. And there was just so much stuff that I just was holding in that sh I shouldn't have done. So I literally packed up my car on a Sunday evening, 10 p.m., and I drove to the Grand Canyon. If you don't know where the Grand Canyon is uh, from Colorado Springs, it's about a nine-hour drive, and I was doing that at night. Not smart. I don't plan. Don't do that. And when I got to the Grand Canyon, uh, I had full intent of doing one of three things. I fully intended on either just completely running away, not coming back to anything that I knew, jumping right off the edge, or maybe the small chance of turning back around. And if you ever come to a position where you feel like you're going to end your life, there is so many options. Please talk to somebody. There is so many options here. There's peer ministry. There is Pastor Tom, Shelly. There's friends. Go talk to somebody. I highly suggest going talk to somebody. And I was running away from my failures. I was running away from my continuous struggle with pornography, my struggling with, with uh, swearing, I don't know what you guys struggle with. I really don't. I don't know what you try to run away from every single day. I don't know what you battle every day. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't, I don't know if it's like 
trying to be the perfect person that you can, trying to get those excellent grades, I, I don't know what you struggle with. I really don't. And I know there is so much pain that you guys hold. And I texted, again, Ben Meyer, because he's the fantastic person he is. I sent a message. I'm like, hey, can we talk? And he goes, one sec. And then we proceeded to have an hour-long conversation where I just poured out everything that was on my heart. And after that, I decided it was best to, you know, drive back to internship, drive back to where I knew people. And I sent a message <laughs> to my parents and my supervisor. And I got a message back while I was driving from my mom and my dad, and it said, Bradley, <laughs> we love you and we forgive you. I don't remember anything else that it said because I had to pull over. I was weeping so hard. And it doesn't matter if you try to run away from whatever you are. We have a God that's running after you. We have a God that cares so much about you that he died on a cross for you guys. And I, as it was read a little bit ago, I'm just going to read part of it once again from Romans. Sorry, pages flipping aren't my favorite thing. So, what then shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guys, God loves you so much. You, you've messed up. That's okay. There are penalties on earth for some of the things we do. But God, God comes after you. God embraces you. God wants you to just turn to him. There's the cross. Turn to him. <laughs> Nothing can separate you from that love, that forgiveness that God has for you. God loves you so much. So incredibly much. So this is from 2 Corinthians, and it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, and the new has come. Because, guys, if we're in Christ, our past is our past. Literally move forward. Yes, you may, you may fail. Granted, you're going to fail. I fail every single freaking day, and I'm still here. But, you know, that's okay. Because God loves you guys. Who loves you? God. Oh, who loves you? God. So what can separate you from God? You learn something good. So the thing I want to end with is just something that my pastor actually sent me when I entered college, and it says this. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with all of the saints, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Guys, you are so loved by a great God. You are so known by this God. And you're going to fail. But God still accepts you. He still loves you. And he still wants you back. A dairy.
So if you guys would pray with me, that would be absolutely fantastic. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We are broken. And we just ask that whenever we feel like we can't, we can't be loved, whenever we feel that we're too far from saving, that you would, you would help us recognize that you're just there wrapping your arms around us in love, forgiveness, compassion, and mercy. God, help us to recognize that when we fail, you're always right there to help us back up. God, there's so many things we're dealing with, and we just ask that you would help us give it to you. Just <laughs> lay it down to you. We, we can't carry it. We really can't. Help us to recognize that and to come to you with it in true humility. God, we don't deserve anything, but you just give it as a gift. And we thank you so much. So whatever's on our hearts and whatever's on our minds, we just ask that you give us your answers, your wisdom, your mercy, and your forgiveness. And all these things we lift in your name. Amen. All right. Thank you, Bradley. Um, so now we're going to move into our time of prayer. Um, at 908, we really value praying in groups, so I recommend that you find some people around you and just pray um, for things that are going on in your life, pray for each other, and just really um, take the time and this awesome space to bask in his love tonight and um, just remind each other how, how loved we really are. So this time is yours. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.